0: What I normally do is I start out with my introduction and then we go into music and then I do my monologue, which is essentially textual analysis of the show. But I need to start out with some other stuff before that today, because I am feeling a little bit um, in anguish uh, in light of the shootings at in Atlanta. Um, the shootings uh, that took place in Atlanta last week that killed six Asian women, working women. Um, And uh, I found it interesting because my emotional response to it was changing rapidly day by day. It started out on Tuesday with numbness, by Wednesday uh, increased curiosity uh, and sadness. By Thursday, um, more sadness, but my desire to take care of my mental and emotional self. So I went on a long hike alone. And then by Friday, I was just angry. I was just really struck by the magnitude of white silence and and. Complacency around this issue of Asian hate crimes. Though so I was aware of the uptick in Asian hate crimes this past year, um, which you know was very much uh, fueled by Trump's hate speeches and you know the the pandemic and the way that uh, certain media outlets framed it. You know the same media outlets that are now covering this news of the shootings they were just as much at fault for their emphasis on Sinophobia. The same white people who were in my circles, who were so amped up last spring with the Black Lives Matter movement and putting together charity things and organization, like, you know, creating a donation organizations and stuff like those same people are not at all supporting the stop asian hate movement and that drove me insane friday night i thought i was losing my mind because i was like how am i feeling these feelings and nobody else is and i'm telling you this as somebody who got off twitter and i refused to participate in the social justice activism on twitter like i was pulled out of it because it was causing migraines Uh, There seemed to be no end to the ire and anger and I just wanted some peace and quiet. And I am now sucked back into it full on because uh, I'm mad at white people who don't understand that Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate that these movements are not about identifying our identities. It's about identifying your identity, your, your work in the colonization, the enslavement, the lynching, the murdering, the raping, the imperializing the erasing of old ancient religions the erasing of old ancient cultures and traditions and rituals and medicines i was feeling sad also because i felt like uh, we don't have somebody like grace lee boggs to uh, hold the light up for our community um somebody to turn to and seek advice from and then a friend of mine helen park who's um she's a brilliant mind and she's a brilliant heart. She reminded me. She's like, well, we have Grace Lee Boggs's legacy and her words, and I was like, fuck, I forgot. I have two of Grace Lee Boggs's books in on my bookshelf. Why am I not looking at them? And I opened it up today, and she said that our political systems and our political resistance in all its formations, and that includes marching that includes these kinds of um, vocal political activisms. She said, they're not effective, give it up. She was like, give it up. Since the 2000 election, we should have given it up. There was no hope. And she says, grow our souls, right? And like, for those of you who've seen the Grace Lee Boggs documentary, you know this phrase. She said, we need to grow our souls. I find that incredibly liberating and beautiful. Last year, is it last year? Yeah, it was two, no, 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 it wasn't last year, it was two years ago now, almost two years ago, in 2019 fall, I remember telling a friend of mine that I felt spiritually barren because even though uh, my parents' parents uh, were Buddhist, um, my, my parents became Protestant, like born-again Christians, evangelical fundamental fundamentalist Christians, and they raised me on that. And then when I was like 21, I decided I'm an atheist and I, that's how I remained since. But, um, in 2019, I felt this spiritual barrenness. And so I started seeking spirituality and became more open to, uh, my dreams became more open to psychedelic substances, became more open to, uh, Art as a potential, um, and I mean visual art, uh, like painting and stuff, as a potential way of growing my soul. And that's how Grace Lee Boggs framed it. She said, one method of growing our souls is pursuing art. Finding a creative pursuit or contributing to a creative pursuit. Like if you yourself don't draw... Like, look around, see what artists are in your local vicinity who can use your support because they always need it, you know? I've had several conversations with people. I made several videos and I feel greatly appeased. And I know that what I have is still something that matters. Part of the reason why I do this podcast is also uh, it's it's connected to what Grace Lee Boggs said in terms of political activism. She said that political activism can also just be a conversation. I find that extremely um, yeah, helpful and heartwarming, like having these kinds of deep conversations, listening to one another, giving attention to another person fully, wholly, you know and remaining open to the things that they say remaining open and interested in their experiences and beliefs and values that is really healing you know that can be a form of political activism an impactful one because i'm not here to like change your mind about anything i'm just interested in expanding my own and i want to hear what you have to say that's really it talk about a show called Biorun Negasume also known as Star in My Heart also known as uh, Wish Upon a Star and you can't find this show on Viki or on Netflix or wherever else you stream. You can't even find it on Drama Cool. Um, you're gonna have to look it up on YouTube uh, look up Wish Upon a Star um, and you will find this. It is a classic Korean drama that came out in 1997 on NBC. It was uh, written by Kim Ki-ho. Because it was written by a man, the female characters are somewhat shallow. Not too problematically so. The drama, like the melodrama, is written more for the male characters, more so than the female characters, I would say. It's got some huge stars like Chijin Shu, oh my goodness, huge star. Uh Anjuk, oh my gosh. Like this this show kind of put him on the map as this Hallyu actor and Hayu singer, especially he became especially popular in China after this show. Chin Pyo was also huge, right? He's he plays, like, this middle management... No, he's more like, like an executive. He has, like, this executive role on this show. Chi jin Shi has, like... She plays two roles, actually. She plays Chain In-pyo's ex-girlfriend. She has long hair she she wears contact like color contacts and she wears really thick makeup and she's like a photographer like a fashion photographer and she plays like the doppelganger to chijinshu's main role who is anjook's love interest and she is of course an orphan she is, of course, very talented, but upright and moral and all this shit. Choi jin is an important Korean drama actress to talk about. She's been an actress for many years, like since 1990. She's been in films, she's been in television dramas. I saw her in this very long Korean drama called Pukpungye Gejeul, which came out in 1993 and she played along, alongside Kim Hie, but Choi Shi was really great in that. And I just, like, when, when she committed suicide in 2008, I just found it extremely tragic. She had two young children at the time. She had an ex-husband. They had a really awful contentious relationship um, involving money and cheating, and there was a lot of scandal associated with her, and some domestic abuse, apparently. So is a lot of sadness around Chijinshu's career and personal life and you know a lot of TV producers didn't want to work with her as a result of her scandals. In 2005 she came back to the small screen in a role for My Rosie Life and that she won a huge award for because her her performance was phenomenal in it and I just remember watching like a variety show years ago and she was like crying. I think it might have been Gang Hodong's like 도사, um, the golden fishery thing that he used to do. I remember her just crying and just saying like she loves acting so much and that, you know, not being able to act because of her because she was marred by scandal was like such a heartbreak for her. And so to see her um, return to TV through these soap operas, I thought was um, a positive thing. But then unfortunately, she uh, ended up dying in 2008. And so, um, yeah, it's somewhat tragic. What's really, what makes her life even more tragic is the fact that her husband, her ex-husband also committed suicide, um, not too long after her death, and her brother also committed suicide. So. Uh, they do have two young children. I mean, they had two young children at the time and just you know, imagine having like both of your parents um dead to suicide and you know, and your uncle, you know, it's just that's just too much death and life taking for small children. And I just um I find that especially sad. But Chijin Shu's performance is astounding. Um, she's very good on this drama um, and I think it's a, a classic. I think it's great. Uh, everybody who's grown up during my during in my generation, they know the song <laughs> associated with Piąten de and um, we sang it a lot. We listened to it a lot. When I was watching this, I was just like looking at Anjewik's face and how his hair was just like covering his face so much, and how annoying it was. I was just like, can you please put sweep your hair aside? It is poking you in the eyeballs that can't be comfortable, for the love of God, spare us and just sweep your hair aside." In the late 90s, that's that was everybody's hair. I think I also had like, you know, two strings of hair that like fell across my face, like just two strands like this on each side. I think that was my thing. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, yeah. That was the hairstyle back then. So if you want to check out a classic Korean drama, this is the one to check out. So check out De Negazume or A Star in My Heart or Wish Upon a Star. Today's guest is a very special guest. Her name is Heon Park. She, uh, she and I met years ago um, in New York where I was living. And we met while shooting a, f- a short film together and uh, she's a very talented actress and writer and director. She produced her own web series called Hey Yun. She also produced another web series called Brooklyn P.I. and I think it won a couple awards. Uh, Han is also a writer, a um, staff writer on HBO's High Maintenance. She was also an actor in that show, uh, an amazing show. And um, she is about to embark on a- another journey for herself, uh, for her life, for her creativity, and so I'm excited to talk to her about this stuff. And you know, Han is also special in that, you know, she grew up watching a lot of Korean dramas in Korea, you know, and so, um, and and we talk about how some of the influences are very visible on her own, on her own projects. So I'm very excited to talk to Han. So let's get into it with Han Park. How long? How long have you been in L.A. now? Oh. This will be my 6th year.
1: Wow, and I I think I know the answer to this. Do you miss New York
0: yeah. or elements of it? Of okay. course I do. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. I've only recently just started to like miss it a little bit less. I used to think about it all the time though. I still think about it all the time, yeah.
1: But yeah, I guess it both can be true. You can miss New York but still love living in LA.
0: Yeah, I think that was the issue. I didn't love living here. You know, I really didn't. Mm. It took me a long time to acclimate and actually like it out here. Weren't you going to move out here?
1: I was out there for like three month, three, four months. Uh-huh. And I was there for a job. So I really liked it. Like I had some friends. There yeah. was a place to go. Yeah. Um, so I, well, here's, here's something. Um, I'm a little scared of, I'm going to move back to Korea this summer. What? Move back for, not permanently. Oh, okay. Well, well, number one, my parents need my help taking care of my dad, like his health. Yeah, so I'm going to live with them in Busan for a little bit. And I don't know, just this last year, I've been feeling like I genuinely kind of want to spend time with my family. Yeah. So do that, but I'm definitely going to... I'm going to try to like find a room to rent in Seoul and just kind of see what's out there in Seoul mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Cuz last time I was living in Seoul, I was just getting drunk and vomiting on the street. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, That's the 20s that you spend in Seoul. Like I know, you don't I remember revisit much of it.
1: those <laughs> revisit those uh vomit-laden streets <laughs> and see what inspiration is out there when you're sober <laughs> exactly when it's daylight
0: right it's not not like 7 a.m daylight when you like crossed into the daylight from the night before yeah. but like yeah a healthy proper daylight yes yep definitely. <laughs> and you, you went to Sogang, right that's when you were living in Seoul
1: yeah good memory uh yeah I went to that school um I saw you um talking about the sky mm-hmm. drama Oh, Sky uh, Castle? Oh Sky Castle. What year was that on? I, I don't think I, like, watched the whole thing.
0: came out in uh, late 2018, fall
1: 2018. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. See, so with my um, relationship to K-dramas have have been, you know, a huge fan of it when I was an actual child, like, mm-hmm. in the 90s. Yeah, I watched them, like, even in the early 2000s, but since I've been in New York, I haven't, like, watched all, like, the...
0: The recent big ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because, yeah, because you don't go and rent them out on VHS tapes anymore. And it's not live broadcasting on your TV anymore. It's oh, like, where no. do you even find it? You know, that was the question in the early 2000s, well, I guess.
1: Well, that's true. And now it's just everywhere. Everywhere. Return to any, f- yeah, isn't that in- exciting and interesting? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the last K-drama that I really was emotionally invested in was Coffee Prince. Oh, yeah classic yeah classic classic, classic. i how would you what how would you say about this me and my friend suanne think that it's probably one of the most queer narratives in K drama, mm. even though technically yeah. it's not queer
0: mm-hmm. it is a very queer narrative and i would say for up until recently it probably was but um there's a show that you must see it's called search www it came out last year I see. Im Su Jung is in it, um, and a couple other women, but um, it's a very lesbian drama without, it's like, and I say this in the last episode, but it's not even a subtext. It's like very prominently a theme. It's very lesbian. Um, Even the, like, the WWW, even Aww. though it stands for like World Wide Web and like there's this all this coding, it's like actually woman, woman, woman. So it's like this lesbian throuple tr- love triangle situation between these three women and the men, even though it's got they force in this heteronormative narrative by giving the women like male um, partners. It's like they're very much like on the on the margins and like this really the obsession and the tension is all about. The three women.
1: I see. And, Are they all yeah, coders?
0: They're well. They're actually executives working at like a search engine company, similar to like Naver and Taum. You know, gotcha, it's, uh, gotcha. They play fictionalized versions of that. And Naver um, was the first corporate Korean company to hire a woman as a CEO. So, I did not know that. I think did that also know? has something to do with the inspiration behind this and it's got like it's very intense matriarchal energy as well. Um and in 2020 uh a lot of Korean dramas have been inserting queer characters in them.
1: Itaewon
0: Itaewon's school? a is big that the one. one? Mm-hmm. Dinner Mate is another. Uh Record of Youth is another. Um and uh, I have
1: gone on the Pakbogum train.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, too mm-hmm. because of he's great. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, my Chinese friend just like got obsessed with him a few years
0: ago, and he's great. So, yeah,
1: I did finally watch Reply 1988. How
0: good is that show? It's very good. How good is that show?
1: Very good. Exactly. I watched that in smack in the beginning of the quarantine.
0: Oh. So that
1: sense of like, yes, neighborhood people taking care of each other, raising
0: the children together, yeah, feeding the same food because they pass around the dishes.
1: Yeah. In no sense, it was a nostalgic piece, but it felt quite radical the way it was showing their family lives
0: Mm -hmm. and how they raise their children. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Like, you know, the mothers are always sitting outside on that like peranda thing and just, you know, like you know, uh, just doing, like, like prep work with, a like kongnamul or, like, whatever else, you know, just yeah. working to, to feed and to chat, you know, just, you know, shoot the shit, kind of. Shoot you the know? shit.
1: And also, you know, I know a lot of people try to shy away from, like, talks about money and finances with mm-hmm. friends, but what I really liked was they all, they kind of had a system. The wealthiest one yep. was very open to, like, sharing the wealth. Yep. It's very socialist um, yep yeah. and i like that they were like pretty naughty too the ajumas
0: would get into a lot of mm-hmm. sexy sexy talk sex too. talk yeah <laughs> yeah it was just like right right there in your face and yeah um I, I agree like because you know back then in the 80s like korea wasn't you know even even like the the whole like 1988 olympics like you know in in the first episode when hedy's like so excited to be doing the the madagascar like you know Girl, to be holding up that sign, like her older sister Pora, who goes to Seoul National and who is a radical protester activist herself. She's like, "Do you have any idea what kind of damage the Olympics are inflicting upon our country and our people and our society? You know, because of the forced gentrification and the this whole force of like displaying Korea Seoul as a." a developed nation which wasn't it wasn't anywhere near that economically at the time
1: it was like oh my god we've procrastinated i mean not that they have but it was just giving like this fake deadline
0: yes exactly like all
1: right we got to get rid of all the dog meat restaurants. (laughs) clean up all the shit burn them down the french actresses are coming for us i guess we would call like performative gentrification 100%. and development. A hundred
0: percent. You know, there's no way around it. And, you know, to this day, Korea is still like that. You know, they're a global trendsetter for a reason. You know, it's because people suffer in order to put on that kind of display at all times. You know, people repress and suppress and oppress in order to put on that kind of display at all times. Absolutely. Mm.
1: Hey, have you seen a movie called Hummingbird by no, Kim I haven't.
0: It's so a woman made so it.
1: It's um yes, Bora Kim. Um I met her when she was doing her grad program in Columbia. I auditioned for her briefly, mm. and then I just um kind of kept my eye on her. But yeah, that was her first feature film. It nice. actually won a lot of awards. I think you would love it. Okay. I, it was it really gave me a lot of hope in a sense that, wow, well, yeah. yes, there are fem filmmakers in
0: Korea doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's Korean-American yeah, she, or she's Korean, like fob Korean? She's Korean. Korean. She okay. like,
1: grew up in Korea and came, came here for grad, grad school. school. Um, okay. But yeah, Hummingbird.
0: Mm, okay. And it has distribution?
1: I believe so. Okay. It had a run in Korea. Like Their whole festival run was, I think, 2019.
0: Mm, okay. So it should be out there. Yeah. All right. I'll look it up. Yeah.
1: Thanks. Cool, cool. Because it's set in the 90s. Very oh, much in that sweet.
0: Time. Oh, I love that that i love yeah yeah yes you you moved out of uh korea in the 90s didn't you
1: i so my journey's a little interesting because i was going to elementary school and middle school in the 90s and then like 98 to 2001 our our family was in maryland
0: wow in maryland good god yeah
1: and then back to korea for rest of high school and college. Wow. Yeah. 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 You bounced back so, but and forth I, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but I've been away from Seoul from like 2006
0: mm. until now.
1: Only visits. Mm-hmm. And now my family, my whole family is in Busan, so I don't even really stop by Seoul these days when I visit.
0: Right. That's interesting. That they they relocated to Busan, or were you? Is your Goyang Busan?
1: Goyang is Busan. Is it so really? My whole yeah my my whole mom's side of the family is there um. and um yeah they had an apartment there my grandpa had an apartment there that um. my parents moved into
0: where in pusan so,
1: um where are neighborhoods they first lived in haeundae and now they live in um pumpo okay pumpo mm. yeah like in one of those oh close to Kwangali. okay like close to the beach yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's nice. I was actually born in Busan. I think I mentioned this. Oh yes, but, yeah. yes. I grew up in Tongyeong, Busan.
1: Oh my God, that's where mm. my dad's maternal grandparents' side lived. Nice. So we called them Tongyeong <laughs> money.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah. I I went back um, in two thousand maybe 9 or 2010 i went back to Tongne for the first time since i left in
1: 92 is it pretty gentrified now it is
0: gone like everything i remember is completely gone i remember like there was a sijang there it was like very narrow they had these orange like uh how do you say like these like uh, awnings not awnings but like uh this it's like it's like a bag like an orange bag thing that looked Mm. like a roof almost Mm. and i just remember that orange like color so vividly and brightly and um yeah all the little it was all gone
1: i remember having to draw to get to um our grandparents there, just like having to drive through these so narrow narrow. super narrow yeah.
0: yeah and um there was a mountain Very close by, that my dad and I used to go hiking, and we would get like water from, you know, they had the little Mm. um,
1: spring water, right? Spring water, yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now Mm -hmm. you also have grandparents in the rural area.
0: Yeah, yeah. They live in Hapcheon. So I
1: loved, I loved seeing your photos that you took from there.
0: Yeah, I still, I, I still miss that place a lot, and. I remember, like, I stayed there for just a couple weeks. I was supposed to, not even a couple, like, I think one week. I was supposed to stay for just one night. Mm. And then I just told my emo, I was like, just go home. I'll just stay here, and then I'll take a bus back because I just want to spend time with them. Mm. And, like, I was just cooking meals for them. That's all I did, and just clean, Mm. just general housekeeping. But it would take up a whole day just cooking for the elderly and making sure that they get their food on time when they expect it to be there yeah it's so important yeah. for seniors to have like routine like that just like it's important yeah. for children to have that routine and yet and
1: also important for senior cats <laughs> and, my and animals now. yeah <laughs>
0: dogs cats they all need routine and yet in my life i have zero <laughs> routine and regularity it's like my past and future and the critters around me all have routine and yet i don't it was a, a big wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was
1: the last time you visited them? Or last time you were even in Korea? Yeah,
0: I was there in 2018 to 2019, just like from fall to winter, just one nice. season. And that's when I was watching Sky yeah. Castle live on JTBC on Friday. It was like, oh my God, that show was so fucking intense. But yeah, I
1: love that um, these cable channels and even web series, mm-hmm. a lot of like radical content
0: happening in, in Korea. Yes. In terms of, yeah. The, there's a, a researcher, I think she's at UT Austin. Uh, she's Korean. And uh, she wrote about like the web content in Korea mm. and uh, how they had like, they had all these speculations that it's going to be like the next huge thing. Because it doesn't have censorship laws like television does, you know. That's why they can be edgy, yeah. Curse, do whatever. But yeah, um, sadly, Netflix has infiltrated Korea since 2017, and they're producing original content. Like when it says Netflix original, it's not always original. It's usually JTBC or TVN or KBS or NBC. Like, is it a collab then? Do they get
1: involved? just in the distribution
0: um they just buy out the acquisition they just acquire the rights the streaming rights for it but they they acquire it exclusively and that's what gives it the original label but then original netflix produced korean tv shows there's only two there's kingdom that zombie show right and then the show called extracurricular okay i saw both of them dude how stressful were they (laughs)
1: Kingdom I like really loved and I watched with a bunch of friends mm-hmm. on FaceTime yes. and but yeah, extracurricular was extremely extra. So stressful. Stressful. It so was stressful. like okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I usually binge stuff but I could not binge that one. I agree.
0: I had to really like, you know, taper. I had to be like, okay, like I all right, this is enough for now. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah. stressful. And you know who the the writer's mother is? No. Is the writer of Morishige?
1: Oh, so
0: it's a two-generation 2, generation two TV generation, writer, yeah. Wow. And extracurricular is written by a man, which is wait a minute.
1: I th- extracurricular. So the writer of extracurricular is a man, is a man and then his, his mother, mother wrote is the of
0: Sandglass. Wow, yeah. And for the listeners, like the writer who wrote Sandglass. I forget her last name, but her first name is China. I think it's Yi or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. That sounds very yeah. she she's like huge, huge like she's like a huge showrunner in Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm curious if writers like Kim Soo Hyun and Nohigyang are mm-hmm. going get, are getting knocked on their doors for um from Netflix too i'm not sure i think
0: what's happening is they're being like their content is being acquired for exclusive rights by netflix i know i know that yeah um yeah so that's what's happening i don't know if like but i mean i have a lot of issues with that because netflix will not buy out all the music rights so if you did you watch um uh on netflix Or on On on-demand Korea or something else, Vicky. I
1: watched on on Vicky.
0: On Vicky, okay. Yeah. So Cocoa is the distributor for the Vicky and Netflix version of Reply 1988, and I noticed that they removed a lot of the original music cues and some of the sound effects. They removed entire scenes because Uh they didn't get music rights clearance. I see. And it's like the whole Reply series depends so much on music you know yeah music to so. trigger that nostalgic past and that memory
1: and it's like no, i have a question about mm. that show the whenever they would cut to like commercials playing is why if it why why have it if everything's gonna be blurred out
0: um yeah, with the you mean like when they when the camera turns to like the television set and they blurt out the commercials and yeah, the movies. Yeah, so
1: many of them were. That also
0: out. has to do with the clearance. So they did not do their due diligence and get the clearance for the music. You mean, they, when
1: they were even shooting the, when in the, in the original
0: production. In the original production, all of it is there. It's there. Okay. So like, I watched that on on demand Korea. And On Demand Korea, they just take whatever was broadcast in Korea and they extract it and they just put it into the streaming with no with no subtitles oftentimes. So like since, you know, you know, you and I are fluent in Korean, you could just use On Demand Korea to watch it and you'll see the original version without all this, the blurring and the censoring and the erasure of the music and erasure of the content. Like the Reply 1994, have you seen Reply 1994? No, I'm probably going to watch the 1997 one next. Oh, yeah. I mean, both of them are great. They're great. Uh But yeah, Reply 97 came out first and then it was 94 and then it was 88. And you'll see like the quality of it kind of, you know, there's a big difference in terms of the quality Mm. of production value and quality because of the at the time cable was still relatively new when it 97 came out, they didn't really believe in this project. They didn't really believe in the writer and director. That's right. By 88, the editing is like so sophisticated and like, bigger actors and all that shit. But, um, yeah, just watch the original version on on demand Korea, I would say, because I didn't know about this,
1: this platform on demand Korea.
0: Yeah. My mom watches a lot of her shows on on demand Korea because they air it in Korea. And then twenty four hours after that airing period it's available on On Demand Korea. But is it subscription based? It's subscription based, yes. But you could watch it for free with ads. I see. Um, But like I I welcome
1: ads. I like to have moments
0: where I can go pee. Yeah, get Get a a bite to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On demand Korea is great, but the issue with on demand Korea is like they're very unstable. And a lot of these uh, streaming platforms is unstable because, like, I'm committed to watching like a variety show, for instance, right? Like, I was really Mm -hmm. into watching You Quiz, You Quiz on the Block with uh, You Just Hook. And they fucking got rid of it, like, after a few episodes into season two because, like, not enough people were watching. But I'm like, I'm, but I'm watching. I'm watching. I want to see it but they would just get rid of their shit like without any announcement beforehand they would just get rid of it and that instability is like that drives me insane uh-huh. yeah. so I'm envious uh-huh. of your position of going to Korea and getting to watch you quiz on the block regularly but yeah you you did web series you made a couple web series
1: yeah I made web series um one Kind of like an autobiographical. I think I was trying to work out some, just you know, anything we make is is something we're trying to work make yes. sense out of in our heads. And mm-hmm. That one was like me and my rage stage. Mm-hmm. Are You talking about the um, Hayeon he- version? Yeah, the Hayeon web series. That was like I called it. It's it's a comedy about an angry, whimsical Korean woman. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was I did that DIY, and then. Yeah, that's what kind of got me started. That was like my first, one of my first attempts to like, okay, I've trained as an actor now. Like, I want to try making stuff.
0: Yeah, produce and yeah. direct and all of that. I, yeah. I really liked was... that show, actually. Um, I Thank remember you. like the first, I think the first episode, you're like brushing your hair. And you just throw the hairbrush. I was <laughs> like, this is so funny. This is great. And you have a uh, training in clowning, right?
1: Um, self taught. Self taught, mm. but um I used to do a lot of burlesque performances as my clown character named Ancient Toddler mm. because um she's kind of like a fucked up toddler mm-hmm. but with a lot of wisdom. Ancient wisdom.
0: Yes. I like it. Yeah. I have a a couple other friends who are, um, in show business. They also have clown training. They perform clown and, uh, yeah, their whole like philosophy behind clowning is like, so, so interesting. I love it. Yeah. The whole rationale.
1: Yeah. When I was really going hard on doing that and making up acts, like it was like, I was possessed by some force Mm -hmm. and are you, you're, you're still in your PhD program as well.
0: Mhm. yeah But that's wrapping up it's wrapping up very soon i'm gonna finish nice. in june congratulations so. thanks yeah wow 박수하기, you did it <laughs> yeah the i know ultimate
1: right? korean um dream <laughs> to, to get to get that phd
0: it's honestly it's not that big of a deal like it's a big of a, it's a big deal for some but like for me it's not i mean it's a big deal in the sense that like You know, my parents didn't go to college. You know, so it's a Mm. big deal in that sense. But like, neither of my parents really think that it's a big deal that I'm getting a PhD. Mm. Like, honestly, my dad, he said, I remember I was like 17, and I was more interested in painting my nails than doing math, and my grades were very average. You know, and Mm. he was like, he's like, just fucking, just forget about college and just go to Kunde, just join the U.S. Army. And I was like, what? Like, what kind of thing is that to say to your daughter? You know, like, we're on a full-on war. This was in 2004 when, like, oh my God. U.S. was, like, in a full-on state of war in the Middle East. Yeah. and you
1: wanted you off to Iraq.
0: Just ship me off to die, yeah. you know? <laughs> He's like, you're better off dead than going to college and wasting my money. And I'm just like, you know, like, we had a said the same thing to Ummah, you know? Like, because my mom didn't go to college um she didn't she barely finished high school even like she was sent off to work at a factory she was a yeogong she was sent off to work at a factory when she was like 14 15 years old Uh her her Uh and her older sister and they would work during the day and then they would like sort of splice in like lessons during and they also had dorms to live in so they were literally shipped off away from home and like to this day i think my mom has damage from that you know Uh like and for my you're still
1: young and you're abruptly separated by your family and yeah
0: when you're a teenager and you know like they grew they grew up in an agrarian household where everybody slept together in the same rooms and Mm. ate together in the same rooms and worked together all day and she had like a bunch of sisters and brothers and then to like just ship them off ship her off like that alone as a child is like fucked up and my dad was saying the same thing. It's like, forget about school. Cause my grandfather didn't believe in education and girls, you know, my grandfather's very patriarchal sexist in that mm. way, you know? And my dad was pretty much saying the same thing to me. And I remember my mom interjecting and be like, and she never did. You know, my mom was a huge fucking pussy when it came to my dad, oftentimes, you know, a pushover. And I always, to this day, I have a lot of issues with that. But like, um when my dad was like just forget about college you know either go to join the u.s army or just like come work for my company and my Mm. mom was like no (laughs) you're gonna she's gonna go to college and i'm glad she said that because you know when you're 17 like you're very easily swayed into doing things that you don't fully know about or believe in yeah i mean when i
1: thought you were gonna say your your dad was like you know what if you don't like studying just like go to beauty school become a (laughs) Become a nail artist, yeah. but um, those were different times. He, His brain went to war.
0: His brain went to war. War? What kind of money can I get out of, out of her death, death, potentially? Or, <laughs> no. you know, what honor? Because, like, we were also undocumented for so many years, you know? And, like, I think maybe that also has something to do with it. Anyway, it was, like, fucked up. And so, um, yeah. like, getting a PhD it's, it's... for me is, like, a big fuck you to him, you know? I mean, huge. Yeah.
1: Huge. I love it. I love it. It's, I mean, I, I'm coming to a part of my life where, you know, when I think about, you know, our past, I think the first time we hung out, we just like dove deep into intergenerational trauma. And, you know, now I, I try to like piece together the narrative of like, okay, they were so hell bent on trying to um, create some kind of stability for us that mm-hmm. any kind of present happiness just went out the door
0: went out yeah, yeah. trying to survive stability on yeah. a day-to-day yeah totally yeah i think being working class you know uneducated not knowing the language being in a new country and having young kids in tow i think all of that will it's a formula it's a recipe for this kind of stuff mm-hmm. after you did hey you did uh mm-hmm. brooklyn pi yeah BKPI. i made another
1: web series about three women um friends who kind of accidentally become PIs Mm -hmm. by um by solving a crime in a bodega and then they just (laughs) kind of so this was we we shot this in 2016 in the summer Mm -hmm. before the election and yeah just this sense of like okay there are communities that don't get the attention that they need and Mm -hmm. just them DIY style, trying to solve issues and conflicts in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that that web series I made with Super Deluxe, um, mm-hmm. a company who that's no longer with us. But um, mm. yeah, so though, but th- it was really fun. I really yeah. enjoyed making that and meeting new friends.
0: Yeah, it was a hilarious show. I remember oh, like a couple scenes. Like there was one scene when uh, you guys catch a he was like an like an, a sexual assaulter or something yeah he was a
1: flasher he was a
0: flasher <laughs> that's such a okay see <laughs> this is what i mean you have these very like deeply korean things that are embedded into your work and i don't i don't know if it's intentional or if it's just there but like this whole notion of the flasher like the the pabari <laughs> yeah. ajussi the pabari yeah. man
1: is like very
0: much like in our it's in our consciousness yes as a culture in korea
1: Totally no, I think I really enjoy embedding those details in there, um, even like in the just like a shot where it's just passing me by, like I'm playing like kungyi. Yes. Um, on yes. the on the deli floor. So no, I I think you're my prime audience. For yeah. Those little, yeah. Little yeah. Secrets. Yes, those <laughs> are the
0: secrets. Those are the secrets for the the Koreans, you know, who get it, yeah. who see it, and and for a very specific. <laughs> demographic of koreans living in america or like the 1.5 generation koreans or like the fob yeah. koreans it's a very specific demographic and then even like the scene when um i think it was like one of the last episodes of bkpi but like you're at a stranger's house or an apartment and your stomach starts growling and you're like oh shit, yes. i have to use the bathroom and i'm like this is such a korean moment <laughs> like, this oh is...
1: tell me more about that is it you mean it in terms is of the
0: it is in terms of like the the stomach going kororuk, making that sound and then they're like oh yeah. shit i have to take a poop right now <laughs> like right now no matter what it takes they have to take a shit and it's like for koreans like like we see it in every sitcom we see it in like a lot of korean dramas too like they're very open about shitting and pooping you know i mean even... i
1: think that is a big part of our culture it is. Like being candidly talking about that about pooping and digestion yeah. all the time i think a lot of Americans at this point are kind of aware of that 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 quality in Kore- increase. You think so? <laughs> I mean, I'm a. I've always been. I've been a lifelong philosopher of poop. <laughs> I just felt very comfortable always talking about yeah. it. I don't go to the extent of sending photos of my yeah. Own no, poop my to people, goodness, no. it's not but necessary. But it's. I. I when I. You know, when I catch up with a friend, I ask them like. How you doing? How you been? How you been sleeping? How you been pooping? Yeah, it's
0: all... <laughs> yeah, those are important questions, life questions. You know, doctors I mean, ask those questions too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, this is a very Korean moment." You know, it's similar to the Kungi and it's similar to the Pabadi men. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Um, I in the morning before I leave the house, if I if I'm not able to, like, since that since I turned thirty, like. If I d don't release it in mm-hmm. the morning, yeah, something bad's gonna happen. It's, so it's I always before any kind of commitment, I make sure that okay, in order to show up there Yeah. Or, you know, even if it's like a zoom situation, yes. like okay, must poop. Must beforehand. poop.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something you gotta take care of beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was watching some of the clips of your stand up and I love I love this you have this swagger and like groundedness and like I love the the quality of your voice when you're like really like getting people into the story no I'm really like
0: very inspired by you oh thank you very kind of you to say yeah no, no, and you I, yeah. love it, right? Oh, of you course, love... yeah. Yeah, nothing. Well,
1: here's the thing. Inspired by you, mm. when I do go to Korea, in, mm. in, um, and um, when I spending some time in Seoul, I want to try to hit up some open mics do it. there.
0: I'll put you in touch with some of the people I know. Oh my God, yeah. that'd be
1: amazing. Because I saw that there is a scene there. There's it's a kind scene of a a new stand because stand up comedy is not a traditional kind of form in korean mm. pop
0: culture yeah. it's a very new form but actually um korea did have stand-up comedy in like the 30s in the 20s Ooh. and 30s yeah they used to make record albums
1: oh that's yeah. amazing yeah would it be with like in the kind of form of pansori or no it's just one person they called okay. it
0: mandam back then mandam mandam and um you know later on like in the 50s and 60s it transformed into more of like a two-person act or three-person act and that's why today on variety shows you have a huge panel of people up there together as a group there's an ensemble cast and all that shit but like before that it was just one guy with a mic on stage cracking people up doing jokes punchline 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 and um you know like even when even during the korean war you know and then when like like when the u.s soldier before the korean war when the u.s soldiers arrived Mm. and they were occupying korea in the 19 like after 1945 after korea's liberation from japan like when the u.s soldiers just reoccupied all those spaces there was a mandan performer who was just like making fun of uh uh, american soldiers and then he got cancelled by the government like the government made him illegal mm. made his record sales illegal and then he became like a like a white book person he just left south korea <gasps> went to the north I'll look, yeah i'll look it up there's this whole history with mandam and then you know today mm. people think of mandam as like banter between two comedians you know they 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 say they remember from like radio times and then early tv times and that's true but like mandam was also a solo performance as well and then all of that went away it disappeared because again of like um censorship and suppression yes and then um especially polit- when
1: we had those um
0: in the 70s and 80s the military the dictatorships. dictatorships yep yeah yeah and uh but political entertainment was always kind of there it was always kind of there um and then you know they try to implement it into variety shows, but then, like, you know, that also started to suffer from censorship. And now, variety TV, you hardly have any political talk whatsoever. But yeah. then, um, podcasts and radios started to do their own thing with political banter. So, yeah, um, it's always there. I mean, some form of stand up act is always kind of there. Uh, it's just, uh, this concept of going to a comedy club listening to one person on stage with a mic just doing joke after joke punchline after punchline that's relatively novel to contemporary korean society but yeah. um yeah a lot of and like i like that mm, it's a
1: lot of like korean americans who like expats who, not, not expats korean americans who come back and like do their acts in english and in korean
0: yeah yeah, yeah, very few people do that. I I've, I've done it in both languages. Danny Cho, he's actually an LA comic and he moved yeah, out I, to Korea a few years ago and I
1: saw like a um like a little docu documentary on him. Yeah. Yeah. Danny Choi, that's right. Danny Cho.
0: C H O. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was he's from East LA. He born and raised in East LA, like Boyle Heights area, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that. uh Um, I remember watching his video clips when I was like in college and uh, I was just watching YouTube clips. And then like shortly after I met him, like he moved to fucking Korea and um, I think he like signed up with an agent out there and he did a couple of variety shows and like they were trying to redress him like into this like fobby looking fat boy prince. It was like so (laughs) bizarre and hilarious, but interesting um, yeah there was a comedy club in korea in gangnam for a, a like less than a year they were hemorrhaging money they they completely shut down but the guy who opened that club um he's a i think he lived in the United States for a little while so he has this understanding and concept of what a comedy club is and I think he had this vision for it but unfortunately opened it up in Gangnam which is very expensive and
1: yeah that's a hard sell it is
0: you know like Taiwan, yeah. I get alright yeah but yeah. Gangnam wh- why you know like
1: I mean but also even in Gangnam if something gets popular I know I, I think Koreans like really like Get on top of yeah. it too, so it just has to.
0: But it needs but to I... be elegant, and it needs to be expensive and sophisticated. But like comedy club scene isn't elegant and expensive no. and sophisticated. It might be expensive. I think it
1: loses it loses its essence if it become if the venue is too fancy. Yeah,
0: like it's that. a it's a base form of art performance art it's base it's for the people it's not about dressing up and going out somewhere you know but that's the scene in gangnam so there are a lot of contradictions going on but the upside to that was i got to see a lot of korean stand-up comics um doing their act and quite a few how were they yeah quite a few used to be variety show like sketch comics you know like the people who started out
1: out to folks
0: yeah, yeah, 개그 콘서트, or, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of them were 개그 콘서트 alums. I see.
1: Yeah. And they're doing, like, either, like, punchline, one-liner jokes, or kind of, are there, were there people doing long-form kind of storytelling style Most comedy? of them were
0: doing long-form storytelling com- comedy. That's the thing. Actually, if you ever sign up for On Demand Korea, you can check out this thing called Stand Up, which is on... It's like it's like a Korean version of like HBO like stand up special where mm-hmm. all these um variety like sketch and variety show comedians who've been doing it forever like Park Nare like Pang mi these people yeah. they do stand quote unquote stand up but it's really just them talking and um they don't have set up punchline set up punchline like it should you know like in in the states and in the UK where stand up comedy has a longer history they know that like laughs per minute right that's what we're striving for as many laughs per minute as you can so set up punchline set up punchline or punchline tag 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 like that's how you want to get right. into it but they're, they're sketch comics you know they had writers for them or they also helped conceive of the sketch together and it's not stand up comedy it's different so mm-hmm. um sometimes watching it can be a little frustrating in fact bangnare she has a stand up comedy special on netflix i bangnare
1: yeah. is kind of like she's not skinny then she's, she's short a little right, right, and rounder stout. yes yeah. yes i yeah. i lot watched her in some kind of other reality show and i was very charmed by
0: those her. she's great in. she's great at like on the spot on the cuff riff improvising like in re- in real time she's great at that but when she did her sta- netflix stand-up special this bitch was reading off fucking monitors like you could see her no. reading off of monitors on the stage and i'm just like dude come on like that to me is like so offensive as a stand-up i'm like this is a disgrace you know like part of the whole task of being a comic is like the potential that you might forget your lines, you might forget your act, that's the risk you go up on stage carrying. And she's up there reading from these monitors and you could see her eye line like going down on the monitors and I was just mm, like, what are you uh-oh. doing? And then yeah. um, Netflix was gonna do their first ever comedy festival in Los Angeles and Park was fucking booked at the Turn Theater in k-town wow. and she was gonna do her special there now i was gonna and
1: was it supposed to happen in 2020 supposed
0: to happen in may 2020 and all of it of course got canceled
1: oh my god would you ever heckle like
0: no never <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
0: a whole culture that's um that's not fully transferred over to south korea at the time but uh there's definitely a scene there's definitely some things happening so yeah i I definitely encourage you to go. And the people who are there are really wonderful. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for that. I mean, th- that's what, like, you know, my f- college friends in Korea are like, why would you come back to Korea? Like, it's probably much better there. And I'm like, I just want to go see and meet some people. Why does everything have to be so, like, oriented towards, like, a career goal? I agree. Let me be, God damn it. <laughs> and
0: and this whole, like, journey back to Korea is also part of your Lived experience and your creative experience that could potentially be a big become,
1: homecoming. Yeah, it's a big
0: homecoming. It's another, yeah. it's another pilot, or it's another movie, or it's another <laughs> web series, as far as I'm concerned. You know, and yeah. you're gonna be in a wonderful city, Busan. You know, Busan is great.
1: And so I've been trying to connect with um, folks in Korea on Instagram. Like I found this artist who has actually sold School of Burlesque. There's a burlesque school in Seoul. Yeah. um, Because I I love, um, I know a bunch of like erotic performers who are in Asia. Yeah. And then some um, plus size modeling has started happening. So I'm trying to do that. And I don't know. I think art and this type of like stand up comedy in particular, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's a place where Korean diasporic communion can happen it
0: can it can yeah and yeah, yeah just there's definitely an expat community there i know pusan definitely has a stand up th- thing like an expat stand up really scene. yeah when you
1: say sorry expat what does that mean exactly it Means
0: like um like any american or scottish well, or irish or I see, I see. british who person who there now who now lives in korea yeah oh
1: that's right. okay so that means i could actually that's I'm that's new information for me. So in Busan I could even hit up some huge mics. scene. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. I think it's
0: just one. I think it's called a uh, It's called the hole. It's called the hole. <laughs> yeah. And it was at a bar in I think in Hyundai. Yeah. So, nice. um it's easy to find. Yeah. I did okay. a I did a show there with uh, some of the There were there were some um Korean women who speak English very fluently. Uh huh. Because they lived in the U.S. for college or high school or something, or yeah. or in Australia or whatever, and so they uh, speak both languages. So we were doing it in English. We did a English stand-up show in Pusan. Nice. Yeah. Oh, thanks for this intel. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. You can definitely do both. I would say do mm-hmm. both, and mm. there is a scene. I was watching. Um, uh high maintenance during the pandemic yeah, yeah. really yeah i did you have you seen the show, show
1: beforehand
0: no 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 my friend my friend erica she's a comic in berlin she was like check out high maintenance and i was like all right all right all right all right and i kept putting it off and then you know pandemic time and i was like i got i got no excuses you know so i started watching it and i just like i was so into it like so it's great so show. it's an amazing it's like the ideal show for me it's like yes no like through line no consistent narrative just random people all the time every episode spontaneity newness freshness reset 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 I was like, I'm, I'm into it yeah
1: nice yeah they're all like separate Shorts. Yes. Have you seen their what like when their episodes when they were just making it on their own?
0: The web series that originally I yeah. didn't. I didn't.
1: Oh my god! Th- some of those are even like yes, of course HBO budget cool, but like yeah. some of those are like even more brilliant.
0: Okay, actually, I'll check. Them I out.
1: was watching that show when I was trying to make my web series ah. pay on. and like oh my god, look at these guys! I even like tried to like make my website kind of copying off of their website. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> And then yeah. you get to, you get to, you know, perform for them and write for them.
1: Yes. So I, for for their season three, I was in their writer's room briefly um, in their brainstorming stage. And then I ended up playing a role in
0: one of the yes. episodes. You were in a so couple episodes was... I saw. Yes.
1: I was, I first, yes, I first was um, worked with them as an actor. I got, I, I auditioned for it. And then, yeah, it was a really cool experience. And I was already such a fan of the show. So good. And I became a stoner kind of around the time I started working for that uh, show. Yeah. So for sense. me, it's almost has a little bit of like a spiritual hunch to it. Like yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Timing. Are you somebody who enjoys the, the greens?
0: I, well, I'm in L.A., and uh you know it's like oh my- that was my
1: favorite part that land of the free man
0: right <laughs> land of the free but i don't really i don't really um take advantage of it that much i started because i don't like to smoke i don't like to inhale smoke because i quit cigarettes a bunch of years ago and i don't really like to smoke so mazel top i started um doing edibles like around three years ago because i had a uh, really bad insomnia and then oh. uh yeah, and but like I don't really like to um, uh, do weed that much because it makes me not for you. Well, it just kills my motivation too much. Yeah, I, I also see. get migraines, so for migraines it's amazing, but then the whole day is gone. Like I'll just be stoned and I'm just like going to be out. I'm not going to be working at all. But then the recovery from that, like the day after I was stoning, stoning, or a couple days after, or a week i'm still like my motivation is still gone so it's very dangerous for me to um get into too heavily yeah
1: for me i started using it medicinally for my depression so for me i smoke it in order to kind of get up and Mm -hmm. be social Mm -hmm. yeah um Mm -hmm. yeah it's And I've tried, like, I've tried experimenting with writing. Like, it's really great for, like, brainstorming stage. And when you actually have to do a lot of disciplined work, I go easier on it. But, yeah, I am really, I have this dream of really um, being a part of advocating cannabis in Korea. Because
0: I really think,
1: Grace, I really think it can help Koreans.
0: You know, Koreans used to be stoners. They used, to, they used to smoke ganja. hash.
1: Now, are you talking to like early night, like way back in the way day? Way back or? in the
0: day, yeah. When it was still an agrarian yeah. country. They smoked hash yeah. all the time.
1: What did, they, what did they call it? Do you know the word? I mean, kanja. Like, like, my mom knows the, knows the word
0: ganja. I, I, there's a word. Oh, no. well, I'll look it up. I mean, the Wait, slang for I mean, it thar, but I think it's more for weed. Yes. Yeah.
1: My little box with my weed stuff in
0: it. It's, um, I wrote outside. <laughs> but yeah like Koreans you smoke hash but actually uh, last year or something I saw some news that um, Seoul is trying to make medicinal marijuana legal
1: I found a rapper named Big Stax who is very much like doing the kind of um, work to re-educate
0: people about
1: weed and he got people yeah. to sign
0: petition and yeah. stuff Korea needs to remember its past remember your past remember a more chill past before you guys were all killing yourselves because you drink too much booze you were a weed nation
1: i mean booze is i know it has its purposes but i think if a lot of us could move away some yeah
0: it's like korea the korean work system is designed to kill people off like you you have high, very demanding work hours, right? Like just only recently, Bunje and reduced the work hours down to fifty a week, reduced it yeah. down to fifty a week. Only recently, yeah. and um, like they have a fucking hishik duties, which is it requires a lot of drinking, a lot yeah. of forced interaction with people that you would rather just like not hang out with, you know, yeah. like hamchas hacha, you know, and yeah, and then you have to go to work the next day, you know, lack of sleep too much alcohol too much stress too much work i mean functioning
1: alcoholism is prevalent prevalent in korea. in korea
0: but then alcoholism isn't really considered that big of an issue in korea they don't really consider I it i did a, a look disease. up there
1: are aa meetings that happen but it's not it's not in the mainstream it's not in the mainstream and i think culture and media and art is the way to introduce these things but my friend wait we have our mutual friend hyung sok mm. So I have been roommates with him for mm-hmm. years now. So he's mm-hmm. in Korea but we I live in the apartment that he still is living in. Oh. Wow. Um but yeah, we have a I mean we go way back to our early 20s yes. college years. Yes. But he said he told me that there is a shift happening in Korea that where drinking at least in his kind of artist circles like where it's not as forced, it's not as obligatory and people respect sobriety a little more
0: isn't that interesting that the artists are the ones who are the most woke when it comes to drinking and they this whole time they thought oh artists are the biggest boozers and it's like yeah well not so much now it's like we need to be able to do our art make our art and when we're not in a functional state it's hard to do that
1: I also just think when it comes to healing parts of our souls um, it, it's not true for everybody, but weed, I think, has the potential of, you know, finding an in way into some sort of healing. Whereas I don't think mm-hmm. alcohol
0: has mm-hmm. that quality. No, alcohol just makes you very anxious. Just, yeah, if, just cover up all the pain. Cover and, it up. Ah! Cover it up, and then the next morning you just deal with the shame of it, you know.
1: And like, <laughs> I saw you ch- chug down some chamisu. In your videos too, no?
0: Oh my god, that was in March when I made the Tommy's video when I was drinking and doing the Johnny Yoon video. That was in March. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That I was getting very loaded for to, to do. Yeah.
1: I still very much like miss the sensation of snapping my wrist like this
0: <laughs> after some say? <sam-gip-sai>.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. I personally have stopped drinking because. It doesn't mesh well with my um, antidepressant med-
0: medication. It's a bad combination. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's good. um, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, to hear I mean, I mean,
1: it's that's gonna be a task for me. Like, what is it gonna be like to be back in that world where I was mostly drunk, and <laughs> you know my friends are all huge drinkers too. I'm sure now they you know they have kids and stuff, so they have they don't drink as much. But like, what is it gonna be like? To revisit that space without that, without alcohol.
0: I'm excited for you to find out. Yeah. And like, what kind of people will you now encounter now that you're not boozing as much, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, this one another thing that kind of really sparks my heart is early this last year, 2020, before the quarantine, I was just going down like a YouTube black hole. No, this was a bright hole, actually. Um, (laughs) and there were some documentary videos done on queer people in korea in their 60s and 70s and most of them were like queer lesbians and yes some of them didn't want to be some of them wanted to stay anonymous so they would just like show footage of them talking Mm -hmm. with their with their hands and stuff but there was a group of them and this one woman i forgot her name but she is like Late sixties, like kind of, yeah, very much dressed like you know, presenting um, more masculine and like um, non-binary, yeah. and she had run a wine bar. She ha- ran a bar in, I think it was Itaewon. no, where's that neighborhood famous kalguksu, Myeongdong, Myeongdong, Myeongdong. Uh... So um, and then but yeah, she's kind of this figure in that world and i i just kind of like burst into tears like yeah. i never thought that i could see an older person older queer person yeah. living in their body in korea and you know i learned these words oh is that feminine mask they would yeah wow isn't that like they would when they're talking she was um all together they would talk about that stuff and like casually oh, right she was a chimashi I love she, that. yeah and like wait that's i know it's like binary but like it's it's a very cute expression it is for femme and mass it yeah. is
0: i love that oh yeah. i love that and th- actually I'll send you the yeah. video
1: yeah i'll send you the please video. please send
0: it i love that i think years ago um it might have been 10 years ago there was this show called daughters of Bilatus" on kbs and it was a drama Ooh. about a lesbian community yeah interesting very short Aww. miniseries, like maybe six seven episodes or something i've been looking for it everywhere i can't find it but um some shows we, i just can't find that's the that's the shitty thing is like yeah there's a lot that you know especially like for you and i because like during our adolescent years we watched these like old school korean dramas and like especially during lockdown, like, I just feel nostalgic for some kind of comfort in the past and I want to dig them up, you know? And a lot of them are hard to find. Like, even 별은 내가섬에 was been hard just, to find.
1: Yeah, that's why I just go on YouTube and there's like little, <laughs> they have these like 옛날 drama, <laughs> the, like, yeah, the, yeah, kind of YouTube. like the, what do you call it? Little cliff note version of yes.
0: it. So, so you I watched really... it. Did you watch it? The 별은 내가섬에 on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was it like so, revisiting that? <sighs>
1: can't believe this was that popular <laughs> it was because it was a huge thing huge. i remember
0: Ratings i were remember
1: huge. like in like in seventh grade mm-hmm. in korea we went on a field trip and all everybody wanted to do at 10 p.m <laughs> was come back from the fireplace and just watch the it was the last episode yes. um I mean I I watched it having a lot of feelings like Oh yeah. first of all it's hard not to think about the tragic ending of Chih Jin-shu, oh, the God. main actress Rest in peace. Yeah, I mean this is a okay content warning suicide um yeah. when I was watching some of the clips um hanging out with my roommates mm-hmm. who are Americans and you know there was no subtitles so they're just kind of like we were having fun kind of like pretending mm-hmm what what they know what is what's Mm -hmm. going on and then I was like oh you know this person committed suicide Mm -hmm. and then I and then I just kind of like carefully said oh and also her brother committed suicide and then her husband -husband. committed ex-husband and then my roommates were convinced I was doing a bit like no this is not a bit it's (laughs) real it's it's true
0: (laughs) it's reality Imagine being the children of Che shu and that baseball I think baseball about their player.
1: kids, yeah. Uncle,
0: mother, father, all of them,
1: and their grandmother. I think raised. I mean, they must be adults now. I'm. I was. I always think about. I hope there was somebody in their life that brought them to therapy. But um, yeah, so I thought a lot about that, and. Um, it was really nice to see. I forgot that Chandoyan do was in it.
0: oh Do-yeon! She was so
1: young! Before, How like cute a... are
0: they with their young? Like, they still have the baby fat on their face. It's so cute. Yeah.
1: It was before she broke out as a huge, like, cinema star. As a star, huge but... star, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, she was great. And, I mean, um, in pyo was a big, <laughs> big fan favorite. <laughs> I really think he worked on his acting through the years and He of course. But of course. there was a lot of like, you know, like oh, I loved the kind of like
0: <sighs> a lot of a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, the turning and <laughs> Yeah. There was like the dramatic turning turns. dramatically turning and like making sure that your eyes don't meet the camera, like pretending to look at something in the distance that's much more important than the camera. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: Chimpio has a movie on Netflix I think. It's called Finding Mr. Cha or something. It's Damn, like a, is that a reality show. No, it, it's it's a really weird movie. It's a very. I haven't weird... seen, Have you seen Soul Searching?
1: I know he was in that movie. I
0: I can't watch it just yet. I don't know. I have um. There's some. There's some. Issue. I don't know. There's something I need to gotcha. get over in order to watch it. It's like it's I think like whenever like a Korean American makes something, like I need to prepare myself for either disappointment. It's usually disappointment. You know what I mean? So. I haven't been able to muster enough courage yet to watch it. But yeah,
1: um... I have for some reason that movie I haven't yet visited either. There's some mm. kind of, I think mental block. Yes. I mean, sometimes it's jealousy, but yeah, yeah, I do want to, did you, oh my God, sorry. Now I'm just kidding. No, it's okay. If I get to, we're just gossiping. Go, um,
0: yeah. Did, did you watch gook? Gook? I did if see. I just... yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. it during the festival yeah i wrote a small um, piece about it
1: oh gotcha i i underst i see the problematic stuff in it but i still very much enjoyed it me
0: too i thought it was yeah. an accomplished movie it had some yeah some problems but i thought all the performances are really great yeah and i love my favorite thing about that movie is um the the chair that he had at his store he had the bead the beaded wooden beaded seat cover thing that you see in so many oh, Korean I just yes taxi cabs and shit that detail i was like that, that made the movie for me you know again this is that internal coding thing but the details are very important
1: I so think, when, important when we're watching stuff it yeah. makes or
0: break a cultural authenticity you know yeah. shine or or not you know it's like it's it's very yeah. very important
1: i um i really i'm excited for and i hope it comes out great um peter Kim, you're friends with peter Kim, peter right? yeah
0: the de- deadline just announced it yeah
1: yeah because yeah, i Kim i have been a huge fan of bob bobby lee's um <laughs> come on his podcast tiger and, belly like,
0: yeah
1: I, his journey
0: really his journey is incredible
1: he shares I mean he was the first man who I first Korean who I heard publicly talk about like corporal punishments gone wrong with with his Korean father and mm-hmm. it was just ever since I've all been obsessed with him but yeah him really going through you know everything from um I think he was in he's he's sober now yeah. and there, he's in therapy, therapy and his journey with Kalila, mm-hmm. his girlfriend um yeah i i really i want to i don't know what this i want to meet him i don't know if not necessarily in a work context i just want to be able just to, like, a
0: chat him, right? to chat with him right chat with him i know day. me too i'm so
1: curious if we will jive or not
0: yeah i just like i want to just go to like korean barbecue with him and just like you know talk over Kybie or something yeah <laughs> I'm sure that day will come the three of us will, I'm sure
1: you will We'll, we'll get mean, Kybie have you on, on tiger belly <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know but yeah I I love Peter's comedy first of all like I think his comedy is amazing so um, great and he's like a fun hang too like he's really fun to hang out like he did this thing uh right before the shutdown like right before it was like in was February I think um he organized like an L.A. Korean American like comedians kind of get together.
1: Like a soiree.
0: Yeah. But like we were going to meet in K-Town, like get tteokbokki and Sunde and then go to 노래방 for like hours. Right. And uh, he kept telling me and my friend Sam. Sam Oh, he's another Korean American comic out here. Super funny and an amazing writer. Um, he, he, he kept telling me and Sam, he's like, oh, Steve Young's going to be here. And we're like, shut up, dude. Shut up. He's like, no, no. I'm serious. Like, I'm friends with Steve Young. Like, we met at this thing. He's going to come. And we're like, okay, uh-huh. dude, shut up. All right, whatever.
1: Uh-huh. And like, Sam and I
0: are, we were driving from the Topoki place to the other place. And we were just like, like, quiet, you know? Uh-huh, we we're like, uh-huh. thinking. Like, because he got in our fucking heads. We we're like, exactly. We were just like, I mean, Peter's bullshitting us. Like, Steve Young's not going to be there. Come on, you know? But then, like, there's this desire in us to meet yeah. Steve Yun, you know? Yes. And we're just like I but whatever. Like he's he's full of shit. And we're like, yeah, yeah, he's full of shit. He's full of shit. And we park and we go into the Norewang place and we're like hanging out, you know, but like we're still like looking at
1: the door. Peter speaks Korean very fluently too, right?
0: He does, but he speaks like a like a queen's like a flushing boy Korean, you know? Like so good. Um but like yeah Sam and I we kept looking at the door, you know, whenever somebody would come in thinking that it might be Steve but we're like no 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 like whatever and then peter goes you guys steve's here steve yun's here and we look and it's a guy but it's not steve yun and we had to pretend like oh nice to meet you steve i'm grace i'm sam i'm so and so and like sam and i were looking at each other like it's a different steve and yun so embarrassed like a complete like no name kind of who gives a shit guy guy named steve that Peter was bullshitting us about like all night just to fuck with us. And like Sam and I were looking at each other with like this look of like humiliation oh and rage, rage and just
1: <laughs> and got, to this day,
0: to this day, Sam and I are like every once in a while, we'll just like, we'll be talking about something. And then randomly we'll just be like, I'm still like so embarrassed and mad at Peter for pulling that shit on us. Like he had us so good. And he we probably were just, is like...
1: friends with friendly with Stephen.
0: Young. who knows i mean whatever i mean Steve, i'm i'm excited for that movie minari with um oh it's beautiful i've yeah, seen it yeah like yoon yo and like fucking what's what's her name what's her name eddie what's her name i don't know her. she's been in a lot of k-dramas a lot of Cor- no she's been in a lot of like like korean indie films um, she has
1: that uh, she has that look she's I,
0: been in so many
1: i'm very i felt i was very moved by i think movie. is her name
0: Mm. she's an amazing yeah. actress and uh she's very versatile too yeah I- i've crossed paths with steven a little bit and like he's a great guy that's what i hear i hear he's really really nice yeah yeah
1: also yoon yo it turns out she's fucking she speaks english really well yeah
0: she's super fluent
1: because she used to live here I she think used she to live in the u.s sons. yeah but it was really cool she was just like at the sundance interview she was She's like, she speaks very chill, like, she didn't need an
0: interpreter. No, look at, she's badass, she's fucking, Bad ass. she's Yoon yeo badass woman. There's this movie called In Another Country by Hong Sang-soo, and she's yeah. in there with Isabelle Huppert, and she speaks extremely fluent English in that movie. She's, uh, I saw a little
1: bit of like a... Uh, somebody posted a part of a Q and A of the screener of you know the Minetti like cast like yes. on Zoom call, and then there's a moment where she just like takes out an e-cig, and she just. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I see, badass, you. fucking, yeah,
0: she, what a badass, what a, yeah. Yeah, she's
1: so sexy too.
0: She is like back in the day when she, you know when they were making black and white movies in Korea. She played the the sex queen. She played the the sexy temptress in all those movies. Yeah, back in the and day. And I always
1: really like paid attention to how when I had so much pimples growing up. Like she's one of the very few actresses from that time, even now, who like she because she had a lot of like acne marks and stuff mm. and. She um, yeah, I, like. She's just also now like I don't think she puts a lot of ton of Botox in her face. Mm-hmm. Like, like I
0: love actors who
1: have real faces.
0: The realness, yeah, I I like that yeah. too. And she's such an amazing actress. I I really enjoy her. Um, okay, so let me ask you some flashcard questions. I do this flashcard yes. series. uh Based on about
1: the... mm-hmm. All
0: right, so let's say you're a lounge singer. Okay. Name Sue, trying to uh-huh. make it. You're trying to make it as a K-pop star, okay? Uh-huh. But a man who's like trying to be your manager or whatever, he tells you that your breasts are too small for the industry. What do you do?
1: I'm gonna tell him his penis is too small <laughs> to be my manager.
0: It's <laughs> a great answer. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <gasps> this is not meant to be yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. okay yeah. great okay so let's say uh, you're a handsome executive right chain piu right of a fashion mm. line mm. who came across a woman who looks exactly like your ex-girlfriend from italy she looks like spitting image what do you do Um, but it's clear that it's not the same person, right? Right. But it's, like, confusing. It's, like, she's so... They're identical. What do you do?
1: Yeah, did they ever address that <laughs> yeah. in the show?
0: Yeah. Well, um, wh- she she had to play two roles, yeah. She played... She did,
1: but, like, were, were are they twins separated by birth, or just people who look eerily similar? It's
0: just a doppelganger, yeah.
1: Doppelganger. Yeah. Okay, if I was him in that situation... Um, if I still have a lot of unresolved feelings from that relationship,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and if this new person who looks just like my ex is, happens to be in my life, I would forge a somewhat, you know, friendship and be transparent about it. Like, Hey, you look so much like my ex mm. just to let you know. And yeah, kind of see, I don't think I would pursue a romantic relationship if anything i would fight against it because it's a little it's a little creepy i think it
0: is it is creepy. yeah yeah
1: yeah but i would be friends with her or i would be like hey can i um read a letter to you that i wrote to my <laughs> ex that i she disappeared so i never you know sent it but can i just read it out loud to you
0: you don't Jesus. have to do anything yeah Oh my god, if I was the woman in that situation, I would run for the hills. If a man was like, You look like my ex girlfriend, can I read a letter to you that she wrote to me? I would call the police and run. That's
1: very true. That's very true. And I would say, Hey, I'll pay you. <laughs> <clears throat> How about two hundred dollars? It's gonna take five minutes, okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. Then then yeah, that's doable. Two hundred bucks, five yeah. minutes. that's a good that's a good buck. That's a really good book. Yeah, five minutes, $200. Yeah. Like doctors make like that much money, right? Like a dentist <laughs> makes 200 bucks in five minutes, right? All right, great. Okay, I like that. All right, so let's say you're the son of a wealthy father, but you want to become a singer, okay? That's your dream. But your dad keeps beating the shit out of you with a golf club to stop you from pursuing this path in entertainment. He keeps calling you Tantara, huh? That's right, Tantara. Tantara, what do you do?
1: I would... I mean i would i would leave i would i would just like move i would mm. move to a different country mm. i would that's i would probably go to new york Mm-hmm. yeah imagine um, yeah on joke in new york yeah well isn't also he is like the son of a con like a like a girlfriend of his right he's not like yeah uh
0: a girlfriend or ex-wife yeah um ex-wife yeah i think ex-wife yeah uh she was a movie star back in oh, the day. Oh, that's right. She was an actress. Who,
1: who is now institutionalized. Yeah, mentally yeah. ill.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I was trying to think of something funny to say to that, but um, I think just... <laughs> it's too real. It's too close to home. <laughs> I mean, it is for me. Like, I think I... Yes, I came to New York to be an actor, blah, blah, whatever, but I did... I wanted to like have, have a big distance between my family I understand that. and myself. And it really, I think at that distance has helped me mm. get to a place of like coming back home. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you're now able to go back and like, you yeah. know, help nurse your father and all this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like willingly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Okay. Great. So you're, you're an orphan girl, right? start of every K drama premise orphan girl she's an orphan always you're an orphan always. girl living with yeah another family right uh-huh and you have a knack for sewing and designing your own dresses and you've been pursuing this on your own okay with spare dresses that they're going to throw away and yeah. one day the woman that you live with comes into your workspace angrily and tears up all of your hard work and insults your dead mother what do you do Um,
1: I'm going to, I'm going to hit her. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I don't think the police would be helpful. Right. What would I do? I'll I'll take a video of it for sure (laughs) and blast it on social media. Yeah but i will also make art out of that destruction oh. i will somehow patch all those ripped up fabrics mm. and make a quilt mm. and probably line it with some toxic chemicals mm-hmm. and send it to her yes
0: <laughs> yes this is your weighted blanket
1: <laughs> it'll i'll make it into a weighted blanket
0: yeah. yes i like this that's a great i love the
1: i love the actress who plays the
0: oh the evil kind of she's amazing lady she she was also like kind of the sexy temptress woman back in the day yes yeah
1: very much so. and now
0: she she's so versatile she plays like like big big personality always right like yes she plays
1: a lot of like um ex big actress kind of like older diva
0: yep diva She's got that diva quality to her, you know, yeah. rich rich mama kind of thing. But I was watching All In recently, and she plays, like, a poor lady, but, like, like a Suchi pajama, And she's, oh. like, really good at that, too. She's amazing. it
1: was with um hun Song hye Yes. Oh,
0: yes. my God. Oh, that's an oldie, too. Oldie, yeah. Oldie. But that was also written by a man. And I was like, oh, okay, like, I understand now why, like... I didn't really gravitate towards Hongyeo-gyu's character as much, you know? It was more yeah. about, like, Yi byung on and his brotherhood and yeah. all that shit, yeah. Yeah. All right, great. I like, I like, but I think that's a beautiful answer to be like, I'm going to make art out of the stuff that she tore up.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what I like to do. Like, the other day, yeah. I was making gnocchi, mm. and I semi- it was just a frozen gnocchi pack from Whole Foods, and I followed the instruction, and it just all clumped up together. But also, at the same time, it didn't cook, so it was still doughy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to throw this away. Mm. And I put it in a Tupperware. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, w- it was a failure, but then I like turned it into, um, I fried the, I, turned, I, I, fr- I flattened them and I, I fried them. Nice. Yeah. See? So something, I don't know. I like sometimes get really like, okay, I admit this is a failure or destruction, but I'm going to do something with
0: it. Oh, I love that. That is such a productive, like beautiful way to live life you know, oh, rather than you. bang yeah. your head against the wall of failure and yeah. be like, well, yeah. let's look for a different outcome.
1: Yeah. Like, for example, like I used to get really scolded pretty hard as a child when I would like my brother I, or I would like spill juice or milk on the floor. Yeah. And like, no, if it happens, like use that as a, you know, do something kooky. Make with art it, with, with it.
0: Mom yeah. and Dad, don't catastrophize <laughs> spilled milk. It's not that big of a deal. Just make right? art. Right. Have to mop it up. <laughs> so last last uh, flashcard question. Let's say mm-hmm. you're, you're the same orphan girl. Okay, you're you're Chijinshu's character, right? <sighs> and uh, you're dating Kang Min, played by Anjou right? With the hair, hair, hot hair, pop star. The hair in his yeah. eyes, you know. That
1: I mean, everybody looks like an anime character <laughs> in that show. <laughs>
0: It's like, get the hair out of your eyeballs. It is so pit looking at you right now. But, so. I, I
1: can't do it. Like, I, yeah, I literally, when I used to have longer hair, I'm going to kind of try to do the hiding my big ass round face. Like, yeah. I can't even, like, finish a sentence. Like,
0: it's so tap Hi.
1: I'm like, do you see how small and thin my face is?
0: <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're you're dating Kang Min, right? Yes. And you're very much in love with him, okay? Like he this homeboy fucking flew to Italy while you were on a business trip to tell you how much he loves you, okay? Um but like his dad sent some money to you and told you to stop seeing him and to know your place. What do you do? That's a very common common um device in Korean
1: dramas. Mm-hmm. Do, do we know how much the money is? Is it quite a significant amount?
0: <laughs> we don't know. It's probably something like 10 grand.
1: I would take the money, to be honest.
0: Yeah, of course. I would
1: take the money. And then if I still wanted to have some fun times with him, um, we could, you know, yeah. could do it on the down low. Yeah. Do it on the down low. Like a lot of under the table yeah. stuff. But because, yeah. um, you know, even... A, love is i like to think that love doesn't have to be so permanent exactly no matter how long it lasts yeah it's good so yeah it's gonna fade anyway yeah let me get some money out of it yeah why
0: not it's like thank you dad 10 grand you know (laughs) why not i might
1: i might if i was in that situation i actually i would negotiate with the father to like okay i'll completely disappear for your son's life I need a little more money. Yeah.
0: Hundred grand yeah. and I will be yes. out of the picture. Yeah. Yes. I will leave the town. He will never hear from <laughs> me. A hundred grand. Yeah, that's what I would do too. Like whenever, you know, these girls are like prideful and they're like, I do I you know what? I will leave your son. I do not need your money. I'm like, yes, you do. You need that right? money. Right? It's I so think it's such
1: an insult insult, but like <laughs> it's given to me. I'm not stealing it. Let's take it.
0: Yeah. This is an agreement that we're gonna you know get to okay it's a deal and also
1: i understand that if you grow up like extremely poor and under these underprivileged situations i think there is more ego wrapped up around that but you know i um i'm a big fan of taking money
0: me too yeah it's like we've seen life and it's like you know what money's always better <laughs> 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 Right. Yeah. oh
1: my god and the word naladi mm-hmm. uh, i thought about a lot Mm. For Malari. who? For Anju. Yeah, because his dad would call him that. Uh, Did they also use the word tantaria? Tantara?
0: Yeah, he kept saying he yeah. kept calling him tantara. He's like, you're gonna get into yeah. the tantara shit, you know? Yeah. So like, you're gonna be just like you're
1: you know? I mean, do you? Your yeah. Um, a, f- a friend of mine, Korean friend of mine Kyeon Kim. She's an actress. She like proudly uses that word. What do you think about that word, tantara?
0: I don't have like any feelings associated with that word because i'm not of that time period when tantara was used as like a derogatory expression you know maybe tantara is now like reappropriated kind of like the word queer you know it's like been reappropriated by the community and it's like something to be proud of but it's
1: like yeah i'm a tantara
0: yeah like back then you know people were everybody was hustling and being an entertainer was just as much part of the hustle so i don't I don't see it as like a negative thing. The word that, yeah. that it just it's an onomatopoeia for a trumpet right? sound. Yeah, that's all it yes. is.
1: Yes, I love that word actually. That's a great that, word. That, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like our language has the best onomatopoeias. Oh yeah, is that the word onomatopoeia?
0: O- onomatopoeia yeah, it's onomatopoeia. like it's like an emotive language. That's what a yeah. a linguist said. She was like, "It's an emotive language, emotional language is what Korean is," and I was like, "Oh."
1: Um, when my roommates were peeking at the clips, they, they were, they, the shots, there's so many shots that are kind of cool when you look at it now, like it's not typical shots that they would frame for like a, a rom romance story. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like sweeping kind of action shots. Um, but one of my roommates said it reminds him of twin peaks. Oh, so that was an interesting observation. That is interesting.
0: How so? Just like the camera work?
1: um the, the 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 score the very like kind of melodramatic score that comes in Interesting. and two people kind of like talking about things where sometimes it doesn't really go anywhere with a lot of extra long pauses
0: <laughs> that's funny that's funny that he said it doesn't go anywhere yeah it was very <laughs> slow back then huh
1: it's like i so i remembered it being a lot more like faster paced mm-hmm. but that was the, th- the shocking part like 'Cause I actually did watch the whole first episode just
0: finding clips. Not a lot YouTube. was going on, yeah. It was just it's not, yeah. It was just sitting still, like making faces and Yeah. Or or they're like spacing out and there's like music, a full song playing. Totally. Three three and a half minutes. Right? Yeah. Like how many fucking times did they play Kang Min's song in that Oh my god. Like literally they played it three times every single episode. <laughs> really? To that extent.
1: It's like it's so funny. Much. Do you like him as a singer?
0: I mean I like that song that he sings at the end of "Kaede yeah. De when he's like coming off the stage walking towards her, right? It's like iconic yeah. that moment, right? in that song. Yeah. But um no, I'm not like a particular fan of Andu honestly. Yeah. I um
1: doing this prompted me to look lo- prompted me to look him up on Instagram. Oh. And I did start following Andu yeah. the actor.
0: He's a dad he's, now, he's right? He's he's aged
1: pretty well. Like yeah. he does a lot of musicals. He, um, yeah, he has he has a child, a yeah. family. Um, I like to kind of, I've been doing that a lot. Like, do you remember Son Ji Chang? No. He was an actor. Oh my god, you should check out this mini series called Nukim. Nukim, okay. Nukim, okay. Um, I, my mom, my mom wouldn't let me watch it back then.
0: <laughs> was that an I SBS? Like
1: KBS probably. But mm-hmm. it's like these three brothers who all have a crush on the same girl. Sonji <laughs> Chang is one of the brothers. But um, yeah, he's an actor who... He was in 마지막 sung-bu.
0: Oh, Do you know
1: that basketball movie? I mean, yep. basketball Of course, show?
0: of course. With um, Jang dong gun
1: Yes, Shimuna, That was her first role. I still remember the opening title. Yeah, of course. <laughs>
0: Of um Iconic. so he
1: was in that too but yeah now he doesn't really act as much but he does like some business stuff but it's kind of weird to f- f- see how how somebody ages and changes.
0: Yeah. I was uh looking at Yushiwon a little bit because you know I mean he, he was like that church oppa looking guy, you know? Whenever a church oppa I encountered looked a little bit like Yushuan, <laughs> I was like instantly in love with him. I'm like, "Oh my god." motherfucker Wait, this is
1: really funny because i live there was literally a church oppa that looked like him always like,
0: in every church there was a rishi looking oppa there oh my God, <laughs> and hilarious. i was always in love with him <laughs> whenever they had like fucking revivals and shit at another church i'd be like getting fucking primed and proper wow. gonna go and find me my rishi looking oppa yes <laughs> is he still acting Yushuan? He's not because this poor thing, he got caught up in some shitty ass scandal with his ex wife. Like, she accused him of abuse, of stalking, of being physically assaulting, and all this. And he quit uh, acting for good in like. Damn. Like, 2010 or something. And Uh uh, I think he's only been singing in like Japan or whatever.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of. Korean celebrities who no longer um are working. Do you know that director Kim Gidak passed away recently? I do. I was so shocked. I knew about how he got me too massively. Yeah. And yeah, he died of COVID yep, in December.
0: Died of COVID. And all these um like film scholar people, like Korean film scholars. And translators, they were all like, I'm not gonna talk about Kim Kiduk's death. I'm like, bitch, you are right now by posting this fucking thing. He's like, yeah. I'm not gonna talk about him because he was abusive to women. I was like, first of all, what a really shitty thing to do to talk ill, speak ill of the dead the moment he dies. And second, like you bitches were all teaching his movies in your fucking classes. So don't fucking backpedal now and try to be all like righteous and shit now that he's dead and you don't have to fear consequences or backlash potentially from him or somebody that he knows in the industry. I just found it really disgusting and cowardly and awful. You know, it's like, yeah, he made those shitty mistakes. Nobody doubts that. Everybody knows it. It is awful what he did. And um, I think the women should be, you know, compensated and justice should be upheld. But he's a dead man. He literally died, like now. Right. And why are you talking shit about him now? You should have been talking shit about him before when you were teaching his misogynistic movies in your fucking classes.
1: Yeah. I mean,. I don't understand the point of like, you can talk about his death and also talk, reflect on how, on, on the Me Too movement and how it must be changed. This cowardly, like, oh, we shouldn't even talk, this anxious, cowardly energy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That I'm not into. That bothers me too.
0: Um this is something I mean you don't you don't have to answer this if you don't want to but like I know like what a big fan of Louis CK you were and I so was I Yeah but like yeah. how did you um deal with that news
1: Um it was it was kind of it was funny that my a lot of my friends cuz I talked so much about loving him were like checking in with me mm. Um it was disappointing actually before the whole thing broke out like I was hearing rumors mm-hmm. and talks of it and
0: I think everybody was to some extent they yeah I think of...
1: I kind of had to do a certain mode of like mourning mm mm-hmm. um, like this person that I really looked up to and yeah and I still kind of I definitely sometimes still think of his jokes or yeah or things like that and but to be honest I also still do watch his content Mm-hmm. when he um because he sends out emails right um yeah when it first broke out actually the you know how the email that people use when they're just sending out promotion mm-hmm. stuff it was like info at net or whatever mm-hmm. but i knew that he it wouldn't get to him, but i just said oh i hope um oh in his com- new comedy special that he released, it, he talks about his his mother passed away, mm-hmm. like shortly after his whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. So I, I just kind of like said, oh, I'm sorry for your loss. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's sad to think about him, but also I hope life goes on for him too. And yeah, and it is going on I, for him,
0: you know.
1: Yeah, because I often think about like, what would I do if my brother, or a a closest head friend, CIS head guy, gets me too in that situation. Exactly. Like, I'm not going. If anything, I'm not going to abandon my friend at that moment. Exactly. Like, if anything, that is the moment that my a friend needs me the exactly. most. Exactly. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to defend him. Yeah. I'm going to help him face his bullshit, and heal yeah. and get better. A hundred percent. So, yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Okay, I
0: appreciate yeah. that. And I think yeah. it's important to um, understand like that full picture, you know, um, being a feminist, you know, being a woman, and all of that. It's like, but there's still a bigger picture to all of this. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to find the answers to that too, because like it can't just yeah. end at a point of rage and canceling. Like that's mm-hmm. not progressive enough for me. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's so nice talking to you. I know. We should. Um, I'll hit you up after this in the next few days. Let's have another. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Next week, we're going to talk about the hit show Kingdom, which is on Netflix. Uh, Two seasons are already out. It is a zombie TV show set in the Joseon dynasty. (laughs) So it's a period piece with zombies. How fun. How out there. And I believe uh, Ji Jihyun will be in the third season of this show, which is very, very exciting. Huge Hallyu actress. And um, yeah, we'll be getting into that. So prepare yourselves by watching Kingdom. It's a really great show, so get into it. And as always, folks, if you have questions for me, please just email me. Send me an email, uh, kdramaschool at gmail.com. Visit our website at kdramaschool.com. Follow me at kdramaschool on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We upload a lot of content up there that you could check out. Yeah, if you can, just you know maybe subscribe on Apple <laughs> and leave leave this podcast five stars. It wouldn't hurt. It's a nice thing to do. Why not? Please subscribe on YouTube. Just click subscribe. It's one button. You just click it. Just just one second. Click. That's it. That's all. It, that's all it takes. Please do that if you can. And I really appreciate all of your support. I appreciate you listening every week. I appreciate you, and I will. Talk to you all next week.